Hello and welcome to the third episode of Monument Talk, presented by Pinstripe Alley and SB Nation. As always, we are your hosts, Kenny Crocker and Matt DeMeo. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? We got a siren going yeah. on in the background. Coming live from uh, the dining room table in uh, the Hoboken apartment with <laughs> yeah. some sirens in the background. Pretty good. Episode three, aka the Babe Ruth episode. We looked up when uh, the last person to wear number three was for the Yankees and found a Pinstripe Valley article, actually. And the last person to wear it was Cliff Mapes. Cliff Vapes Mapes. Yeah, the vape. Chewing in the back of the dugout. 1948, uh, described as a random bit player. Mapes donned it until the Yankees finally retired it in 1948. So uh, this episode goes out to Cliff Mapes. What does that mean, bit player? Give me a guess. I know you don't know. I don't don't know. know. I'm going to say it means that he's just a guy that popped in for a game or two. Maybe that's what they used to call utility infielders, guys that played every every position, like Ben Zobris. He's a big bit guy. (laughs) Ben Zobris. Fun fact about Ben Zobris. I went to a game when he was on the Rays, and uh, they had like the fun facts on that big screen in center, and (laughs) everybody had fun facts, cool stats, how many home runs they have. And then it said, Ben Zobris, one of three Rays all time, whose last name started with Z. Okay. <laughs> Early in Ben Zobris' career. <laughs> yeah, good for you, Ben Zobris. Go, Ben. <laughs> um, so uh, something to pick up on first here before we get into anything is a mistake from last week. Matt, you called out that there was a weatherman in the perfect storm. We just watched the trailer. Turns out there was, and it's Shooter McGavin. Yeah, from from Abby Gilmore. Yeah, shout out to my cousin Jenny. She uh, she texted me super early on. I want to say Monday morning. It was like Matt Shooter McGavin is <laughs> the weatherman in the perfect storm. <laughs> so Chris McDonald. Sh- shout out to Jenny and shout out to Shooter McGavin, aka Chris oh, McDonald. His name Shooter McGavin, <laughs> all time movie villain. All time Shooter McGavin, unbelievable. Uh, but in the trailer, watch the trailer for the Perfect Storm because all of his lines in the movie are in the trailer. He even he's the one that gets to say the name of the movie. Oh my God, it's the Perfect Storm. <laughs> he's the goat. Five iron, huh? You're fired. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, a lot happened this week. Uh, a lot of beating up on the Ra- on the Orioles. Sorry, saying the Rays. Um, and uh, I guess news right off the bat: we got Giancarlo hurt again. He originally hurts his bicep as he's uh, coming off of that, hurts his shoulder, and as he's coming back from that, now he hits a home run in his first or second at bat in extended spring training, then gets hit in the knee. And now he has a calf strain. I don't really know how the getting hit in the knee means he has a calf strain, but uh, so now he's stopping his progress again, and he's he's at least for another ten days off. Yeah, um, tough spring for G. Um, also, like you said, I'm not a doctor, um, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't uh, I don't know how getting hit in the knee turns to a calf strain. But um, um, get well soon. But I I also think that. Last year, the Yanks were super lucky with the amount of games that he played. Um, I feel like this is kind of um, consistent for G. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a stack guy. Ken, you're the stack guy. Maybe uh, maybe bring up baseball reference and uh, see the amount of games that he's he's missed or uh, played in in his career each year. Actually, I'll do that. I got my laptop hey, go ahead, in front of me. Um, How about me, Ken? Yeah, he's not a kind of guy that's going to play 150 150- Five games a season, but um, Yanks lucked out with him last year, and he played more than he probably should. And this year, we're kind of seeing the opposite of that. But it, you know, it sucks to see him go down again. 
every time he starts to make some progress, something happens, and and now I, who knows when he's gonna be back. That as always, Boone is pretty vague with what is wrong with him and when he's gonna start up activity again. Yeah. So um, last year he played 158 games. Mm-hmm. 2017, 159. 2016, 119. 2015, 74. Knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen this year. 2014, 145, 2013, 116, 2012, 123, and 2011, 150. So it seems like he's right in the middle of like 110 to those those years like last year where he played 158 games, only missed, what's the math on that, Ken? Four games? Whew. Yeah, How about cool. that, Matty boy. Um, so hopefully he gets back soon and winds up only missing 40-something games and stays healthy throughout the year. But things are going well. So Frank Thomas said on TV that if John Carlos Stanton comes back, the Yankees shouldn't play them. Okay. Good input, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Big hurt. hurt. Thanks, <laughs> bud. Uh, the big take. So uh, in the same vein, we got CC going down. According to Boone, his knee is barking, which is a big Boone term. He loves saying barking. Uh, he's going to get it drained, which at this point, this last season, you just kind of expect that several times from CC over the year. So not a huge surprise. Terrible timing. But the good thing is uh, Paxton is uh, he's pitching a three-inning simulated game tomorrow, which will be Friday, recording this Thursday night. Uh, so he should be hopefully back by the homestand, which is the Padres next week. Um, and then uh, in his place, they're going to start doing an opener. So I think uh, Chad Green is going to at least start tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah, until Paxton comes back, they're just going to kind of fill the gaps with with the opener, which didn't really work out that well the other day, but should be okay. Yeah, um, kicking it back to CC, I feel like this happened last year too, and him and the Yankees kind of have an understanding where like he knows his body best and is like, Hey, at some point I'm going to need, I'm going to need to miss a couple starts. So hopefully, hopefully that that's just something for him where he gets right. Um, misses a start or two. Um, they actually mentioned today during the game that he, he said to them or he said to Meredith Morakovitz, whoever he said it to was that it's actually been bothering him for a couple weeks, but since Paxton went down, he tried to kind of just play through it and he just couldn't do it anymore. So, Hopefully, starter two, he gets back. And, I mean, beginning of games, we talked about it last night, first first one or two times through the lineup, um, he's been great and then just can't can't get guys out. Yeah, it's um, third time through the lineup that's been it's been like that for the last couple of years. And I think that's the trend in baseball in general, but especially CC third time around is when he's kind of getting beat up. So I think it's about time that he goes through twice and then they move on and maybe cap him at about four innings. But... Yeah. For now, he's been giving them okay starts, three to five runs. Keeps him in the game, yeah, man. Yeah, keeps him in the game. Um, and while we're on the topic... Wait, I got I got something to say to, about Chad Green. Is that okay? Yeah, you can talk about Chad Green. All right, cool. Um, appreciate that, Ken. Um, so for Chad Green, um, I'm actually cool with him being the opener. Um, just because, like, obviously, he was nasty two years ago. Uh, last, last year was kind of up and down, and then beginning of this year, he... I mean, he was pretty bad and got sent down to the minors. Um, and then he came back and pitched against, I think it was the Orioles in the doubleheader from last week and was dynamite again. Um, I think he threw like 9 to 12 pitches. was pretty lights out. Um, and then has been a little shaky in his past two starts. So, like, 
I'm cool with him figuring it out as the opener in the first two innings of the game rather than, I think, one game Boone brought him in in the seventh inning. He walked a couple guys, then he brought somebody else in and gave up a home run which tied the game or brought it closer. So I'm I'm much better. I'm I'm much more into him figuring it out in the first two innings and then getting right as the season goes on and becoming, I mean, Bullpen is stacked once everybody's back, so I don't know. Is he the fifth inning guy? Yeah, I, Boone's brought him in at weird times, and I, I won't say much more because I do have him uh, as a candidate for the Toby Flanderson loser of the week, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, going back to injuries, uh, or lack thereof, Didi is uh, in extended spring training. He's played couple games had a couple hits a couple walks then he took a day off took tuesday off because of dehydration got an iv came back it was like in the 90s in florida uh but at first it was a little scary because why is he taking the day off but um it turns out that he's okay he said it a couple times but then also esteban florial got put on that roster so exciting to see that you know he broke his wrist in spring training he had a pretty solid spring and then um yeah, with the big league team in spring training, he ran into the wall, broke his wrist in two places, and has been out since then. But he's they haven't played yet, but he's back on the roster. So he's not going to be on the big league team this year, but it's good to see that their top prospect is kind of finally getting back to a place where he's hopefully playing every day. Love it. Drink more water, Didi. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this isn't exactly news, but just talk about the Yankees in general. Uh, they're... Since that Arizona series where they dropped two out west, they're 15-4. and four. They won 10 of the last 11 series. Of their last 34 games, and that number we didn't pick out randomly, that's that goes back to when they had that two-game sweep at home against Boston. They've won 26 of that 34. Um, that was in mid-April. And before that, they were 1-5. They had five series, and they only won one of them. Since then, they're 10 of 11. And that was really the turning point of the season was that um, April 16th was the game against Boston where they won those two and they've kind of been, they just turned it on since then. But, uh, here's a real, put some tinfoil on your hat, uh, Matt, is that Jacoby Ellsbury, that was the game, uh, April 16th when they officially put him on the 60 day, 60 day DL. And it was like two days after they removed his, uh, locker. So the Jacoby Ellsbury curse, I'm going to call it is over. It's literally as soon as he left the team. Everything turned around, and now they have been pretty unstoppable with, you know, a couple rare exceptions, but I think it's Jacoby Ellsbury is what I would call it. Important to note here is that the Yanks have done this with, uh, I looked it up today, and the they only have one player in the top 50 in war in the MLB, and that's Glaber. He's at 1.6, and if you're looking just at the AL, he's the only one that's in the top 25. Uh, so he ranks in the top 50s at 34 uh 34th place in war that's the entire MLB and just in the AL he's 16th so obviously we know that the Yanks are a replacement kind of team right now very Keanu Reeves we talked about him every podcast so far might as well keep it going Shane Falco um John Wick three rules go see it it does rule uh but you know a team that has only one player in the top 50 in the MLB right now and uh they're in first place in the uh, AL East and they are uh I think top three in the league. Yeah, they're up there. Do you so do you have that list open by any chance? Like, who's at the top of that list? Is it like yeah, it Mike Trout? Yelich, I, I'd imagine Bellinger's up there. Don't have it. It was Yelich and Trout, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the, the top, top dogs. Know, yeah. 
Um, and then just moving into some random topics here, man. I know you want to talk about Austin Meadows, a little hot under the collar, because he's rocking his wedding ring. Yeah. Just uh, give us your take here. Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't say hot under the collar. I, I guess this is becoming a theme of... Uh, of this podcast where I get, like, I have these kind of weird things that Matt's bother me. Heated. Yeah. No. Um, Matt's hot corner. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Um, I've never gotten guys, um, this also could be problematic, I'm sorry, guys that play sports with their wedding rings on. Okay. Um, hey, man, I'm happy for you. Congrats on the marriage Congrats if you got kids. I'm happy that you love your wife. I'm happy that you have, like, may or may not have kids. I'm happy everything's going well for you. But lose the wedding ring. Like, Andy Dalton does it. Like, plays quarterback with his wedding ring on. Like, what what are we doing here? Well, let me Um, ask you. Is your issue that you think it's going to mess up with the real touch that they got on... uh, On the ball or, or, or the bat? Or is it that you just don't like the look of it? I don't even know. I just think it looks lame. Okay. Like... Come on. Um, maybe throw it on like a necklace during the game if like you really can't take it off or like it needs to be with you. But I, I don't know. It's probably going to wind up that like Austin Meadows' wife's really sick and I'm going to look like the biggest piece of <laughs> shit ever. Um, I hope she's not. Yeah, I hope not either. I, I hope they have a wonderful family life and everything's working out. Exactly. Have a good summer. Yeah, exactly. I just, I've always thought it. It was weird. I, I never got it. Just kind of a lame, lame look. Uh, okay, so Matt, we know Matt hates love. That's fine. <laughs> Here it goes. Ken, you don't, you don't got, no, you don't have anything on it. I don't have a, I don't have any problem with wearing a wedding ring unless it's affecting the way that you're playing the game. Like Andy Dalton's a little weird to me because I, even though it's down at the base of your knuckle, I feel like it might affect the way that you're holding the ball. Yeah, if you're a lefty and you're throwing the ball and you got the. Yeah. The old ball and chain on there. What are we doing? <laughs> it's like, or maybe it's just a reminder every day to play like your wife's watching, Matt. Sure, I like that one. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wedding rings for everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, with that, uh, before we move into our categories of the week, we're going to take a quick commercial break. So we'll see you in a minute. All right, and welcome back. Uh, so. Now uh, we will move into the categories of the week. We're not going to mention French bread pizzas this week. Oh, sorry. Presented by French Frozen French bread pizzas. That's on me, Matt. Um, still unbranded. <laughs> yeah, trying to get a sponsor. I'm trying to get a sponsor. Honestly, I've been eating a, fro- a frozen French bread pizza every night that we've recorded a podcast. I just finished one, burnt the roof of my mouth like usual. Um, but still looking for that special brand to sponsor the pod. And uh, we've had no takers yet. I think there's one we both have in mind, but until they come calling, we're not going to say their name. Yeah, no free ads. <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> Send us free shit. Yeah. And we'll, uh, until and I then start we'll... getting free French bread pizzas, you're not getting free ads. <laughs> yeah. You got more money than we do. So, um, all right. So we got our categories of the week presented by Frozen French bread pizzas generically. Um, and of course, first we got the Big Bastard Award, uh, which is the award that we name after what we deem the biggest big man move of the week. Named for Aaron Judge and the guy with the Brooklyn accent sitting behind us, you big bastard. Uh, so, the obvious first candidate, I'd say, and there's a couple. There, we got we got a couple big options this week, but Glaber, absolutely crushing the Orioles. Uh, so Monday he had two home runs at 415 and 384 feet. Wednesday he had two home runs, 424 feet and 377. Um, so he's 20 for 43 against Baltimore. And he's got three doubles and ten home runs. So 
up until this season, Judge has been the Oriole killer, and he's played 44 games against the Orioles. And in those 44 games, he has 15 home runs and nine doubles, which is outrageous. 39 walks in that. Uh, Glaber has played half of that, 22 games. And he's got two less home runs, 13 home runs. And he's got five doubles and 11 walks. So in half the amount of time, he has only two less home runs. And he is, this season, two home runs away from tying the record of all time for uh, a player who's got the most home runs against a opponent since the divisional, since 1969 when the divisional era started. So in the lead is Sammy Sosa. He had, in 1998, had 12 home runs against Milwaukee. Judge is tied with nine other players for 11 for second. And that was Judge in, what, two, last year? He had 11 home runs against the Orioles. And Glaber's at 10. Yelich has got to be up there, too, I feel like. Uh, he's got a bunch against the Cardinals yeah. this year. I think he's got 10 also, um, possibly 11. So the Yankees have seven more games against the O's. So Glaber just has to hit two more, three to break the record of the, in those seven and he'll be the all-time <laughs> leading dominator of Baltimore. Yeah, he's been spanking them. It's it's been fun to watch. He's also got Homer twice um, in a game four times this year, and all four were against the Orioles, and it's the first time that's happened in sixty years. <laughs> he's just absolutely owning, My God. owning the Orioles. Um, and we'll talk more about that later when we get into the quotes of the week. But it's been it's been fun to watch, and obviously, the amount of dominance over this week makes him a pretty obvious candidate for the big bastard but gary at the same time so gary this week um he hit a three-run home run on monday versus the orioles in the ninth inning that took the lead made it 10-7 and they ended up winning that game so they won all of them then the first inning of the next game on tuesday he's another three-run homer he's a solo shot on wednesday that was 444 uh 440 feet and then he hit his first career triple that was uh, actually on Sunday. That was, <laughs> so that wasn't against the Orioles. But uh, his first career triple, which uh, who knows how that happened. But on the year, uh, interesting about Gary that he's, you know, he was hurt for most of the year. But he came back and he leads MLB catchers in home runs right now with 15. The next closest is Contreras, who's got 11. And then Grandal, who's got 9. And they have played in 12 and 13 more games than Gary. And then he's tied for the fourth in all the MLB of home runs. Yelich is leading it with 19. But the seven players that are ahead of him, some of them are tied, obviously, because he's in fourth. Um, they've all played in at least 10 more games than him. Some of them up to 16, I think 17 games. Uh, so Gary has just been on an absolute tear. He's played in like 32 games, and he's got 15 home runs. Yeah, he's a, he's been a monster. Um, I actually saw him... I'm not sure what game against the Orioles it was. He actually beat out a double play ball too. Probably the fastest I've ever seen him run, which that was that was just a good sign because yeah. obviously Gary has been kind of bashed in the past for not hustling, but just seems like a different guy. And, and even Flaherty, who has uh, he's been doing the games with Single, Singleton um, the past four games in Baltimore, he was actually even praising Gary's defense, which mm. was a shock to me because I feel like Flaherty's a big time. Um, Gary Basher when it comes to defense just mm-hmm. because I mean Flash was such a good defensive backup catcher and he really never had any kind of time for Gary's defense so um, big week for Gary I'm sure he's pumped that uh, yeah. John Flaherty has his back <laughs> he's just dying for John Flaherty to have his back yeah <laughs> love me dad <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then uh, we got Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier. Oh, Ken Frazier. Frazier. Clint Frazier has had a tough run of it as of late. He's been in a slump, but then he hit two home runs on Tuesday, four hundred three and four eleven, and then he had another home run today, uh, which just basically broke Gary Thorne, the Orioles announcer. Uh, he he basically broke his spirit. So uh, three home runs. Those are his only three hits of the week. Um, Probably not enough to overtake Gary or Glaber, but uh, good to see out of him for a big bastard. And then he's yeah, got a he's got such a sweet swing. I'm just gonna throw that in there. The, but the bat speed thing that I remember when he first came up, the first quote everyone heard from Cashman was that he had legendary bat speed, and you can really see he the bat speed is incredible. And I don't have a stat for it or anything. It's just when you watch when you watch him swinging the bat, he swings the bat really fast. Yeah, I, I feel like. When when you talk about guys that have sweet swings, it's usually lefties. Um, obviously, Griffey is is one that everybody talks about. Uh, former Yankee, now Matt Robinson Cano, always had such a pretty swing, just pretty game in general. But I always like my guy Tino Martinez. Tino always had a pretty swing. Um, but Frazier's just got it's just yeah. a good looking swing. Quick. Yeah, it's it's a good swing. Um, and then. Again, probably not going to overtake the other two, but uh, Kenny Gendry, Gendry Morales on Friday uh, hits an upper deck bomb in the Bronx. It was only 417 feet, but it looked a lot further. Mm-hmm. It bounced off of the upper deck and kind of fell below. I was actually at that game, Matt, and after everything we said last We'll week get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Right. I got I got bones to pick. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I dropped the ball. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Okay. Oh, um, and, and but... Yeah. And Gendry lost out on the Iron Throne, Gendry Morales. So. Yeah, I thought Gendry was going to take the Iron Throne, and Gendry Morales uh, also didn't take the Iron Throne, but uh, good to see him hit a bomb. So I'm going to go with Glaber, even though Gary had three home runs, and two of them were two run ho- or three-run home runs this week. Glaber is just putting up some kind of historical numbers against the Orioles, and it's fun to watch him torch it like King's Landing. Yeah, I want to say, um, say Gary because he hit that big three-run home run to take the lead on Monday, I think it was. Um, but I'm going to go with Glaber, too. It's just been really fun to watch and just kind of ripping the hearts out of yeah. fans, Baltimore, team, and Baltimore. announcers. Yeah. Baltimore. See you, Baltimore. Um, so that takes us to the Billy Brubaker Award. I mess that up every time. Brubaker, uh, the catcher from uh, Summer, Summer Catch. Catch. Full of, full of great quotes, um, but this is the best quote award of the week. And we're doing a Gary Thorne edition this week. So Gary Thorne is uh, the Baltimore announcer, and it kind of went viral this week where he was just, he had had enough of the labor, and his calls became hysterical. Um, so we have a bunch of Gary Thorne quotes after home runs here. Um, his signature call is goodbye home run. So they basically all have that in there, and it's it's fun to watch it kind of, fall apart as the week goes on so uh we got three for glaber here he says uh goodbye home run <laughs> he starts yelling get him out of there don't throw it to him put up four fingers he's just tearing the orioles apart <laughs> then glaber hits another home run and he says i i don't know goodbye home run i just you can't imagine this happening in major league baseball or any other place in baseball he's just unstoppable <laughs> and it's all home runs against the orioles <laughs> and another glaber home run the one that he kind of Basically, didn't really get a big hold of, but he just popped one out to right and it went out. <laughs> he says, way back, 
up and and then he goes silent for about 20 seconds he goes i don't even know <laughs> goodbye home run i mean last two at bats he's hit home runs number 11 and 12 in the season and now 10 home runs against the orioles this year then gary goes deep that was the one that was 440 feet and he says mercy mercy goodbye home run and then clint today it's a home run and he goes, that one's hit hard, and of course, goodbye home run. He just hit a sixth home run against the Orioles in his 13th RBI against them this season. Jesus, Clint has six home yeah, runs Clint, against? Oh my Clint is God. Uh, yeah, uh, Gary Thorne is not having a good week. <laughs> it was hysterical. I don't know which one's my favorite. I, I the, one, the first one where he just started yelling, get him out of here, he's tearing at the Orioles bar, but the Clint one where he just says, and of course, <laughs> And, of course, there's another home run. <laughs> I'm actually a big Gary Thorne guy. Um, former announcer from EA Sports' NHL, um, which is a staple a staple in this household and has been for... Yeah, big chill guys. Yeah, big chill guys. Um, and then he also has that great call from the 1995 ALDS where... Ruben Sierra hits a home run in the old Yankee Stadium, obviously. Ruben Sierra hits a home run and then Manningly hits a home run. Um, and it's just a really good call. Um, and the building is rocking and it's just really, it's really cool to watch. If you, if you've never seen it, you should go back and look at it. It, it gets you pretty fired up. Um, I'm a big thorn guy. Um, but, uh, big week. Yeah. Tough week for Gary. (laughs) I get where he's coming from. Um, but yeah, I I like the, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. There's another one. (laughs) Goodbye, home run. Uh, Matt, while we're at it, we might as well tell everybody about, uh, the chill rules. Uh, and of course, we don't condone, uh, over drinking or anything. Let's just call it having a couple root beers with the boys. But we've sure. got some pretty significant root beer drinking rules uh, for NHL. Um, yeah, it's a great drinking game. Um, yeah. I don't uh, think we give it out for free. We're also spitting free ads for EA Sports right now. We can give out a couple of them. Uh, sure. Yeah, I think it's what is it, after you score a goal, the other team has to drink for 10 seconds. After the puck drops. So after you can't play drops. for 10 yeah, seconds. So you got to drop the sticks on your remote and let the other people have the puck. And they get 10 free seconds while you drink. If also, you get hit off your skates, yeah, you got to drink for five. Knock off your skates, that's five seconds. Um, uh, there's a bunch of other rules. We won't give them all out now, but uh, yeah, just tweet at us at Monument Talk. Yeah. If, if, you, if you want any more of the rules, we're happy to talk about them or come to uh, your place where you're playing NHL and we're happy to play with you. DM Ken. <laughs> DM me. Big chill, guys. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, that takes us to the Alex Cora Award for the most cringeworthy moment of the week. Uh, obviously named after his cringeworthy speech about... Uh, what was it? Severino. Uh, yeah, Severino and quality starts. Um, this one, there's not a lot to do here, but I mean, I won't say it first the obvious answer, but also we had Pedro Severino, who didn't make that on Monday, had that easy pop-up to end the inning in the ninth just completely misplays it by about five feet, and then Gary hits a three-run home run, so that was <laughs> tough. Um, but it's probably D- Dwight Smith Jr., so this guy just has never hit a cutoff man in his life. It's, yeah. it's unbe- so, I don't think he's ever thrown a baseball in his un- life. It's unbelievable. There, I mean, Gardy was like three feet away from home plate, and he just <laughs> he's, at, he's at the warning track, throws it as hard as he can, it lands behind the first, uh, behind yeah. first base. He's, he, needs, he needs a big lesson from my guy Jimmy Dugan. Evelyn, we hit the cutoff man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jimmy yeah, Dugan. Just shaking. 
Jimmy Dugan, I think he hit 58 home runs in a season based on his Cooperstown. Yeah, uh, back when the wall was 500 feet deep. (laughs) Jimmy Jimmy Dugan, Dugan, one of the great all-time movie baseball players slash coaches. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's Dwight Smith Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, um, let's, let's, let's. Oh, you want to throw this on me, Matt? Let's pump the brakes on this. No, no, no. Not on you. I think it's more on Mr. Crocker. My brother, maybe. You know me. I got zero time for Mike. Um, But Mr. Crocker, we talked last week about um, leaving during rain delays or or what the deal is and uh, when you would leave or how long do you stay and all this stuff. So what was it, Friday night? Friday night. Game against the... I'll let, I'll let you set the stage, Ken. I'll set the stage. I, we go. said on the last podcast, my dad's birthday on Thursday. Friday, me, my brother, my sister, we go to a Yankee game. Uh, go to the dugout first. We go there. My dad's first time at the dugout. He happened, he's having a good night. Did he get a cheese roll-up? No, we didn't <laughs> We didn't go to the Taco Bell window. Um, just a quick beer. Uh, so we're sitting in our seats... Eighth inning comes around and it starts downpouring. Now we have our little cousin's communion the next morning. Sure, Jesus and, first. You know it's it's getting late in the night and the Yanks look like they're going to lose this game. They have had no offense all game, so uh, we decide we're going to leave. My brother calls out on his weather app. Oh, it looks like it's going to rain until midnight. Yeah. Uh, Mike and, was looking at a blank screen. <laughs> so my brother, my dad arrived. No, my sister and I take the subway home and. As we get off the subway, I see a bunch of texts and people telling me, oh my God, are you watching the Yankee game? And obviously the Yankees came back and Gio hit that walk-off double. Yeah. Um, and the shot I want to take is at your dad because I think it was 1-1 in like the fifth inning and you texted me that your dad literally just said out loud, if DeMeo was here, he'd probably leave right now. Yeah, that's true. He so, did say that. A lot of mouths, a lot of mouths from the Crocker family <laughs> yeah. Friday evening, um, and that like this has been set in stone since birth um, that we don't leave Yankee games, and we're chirping and chirping and chirping, and then we leave when it's drizzling. I'm sure we could probably blame Mike because it's always fun to blame Mike. Like, let's not call it a drizzle because it was <laughs> dribbling. It was dribbling through the seventh. The eighth was a downpour. It was soaking wet. We go and stand outside for about five minutes under the awning and then decided to call it. My dad did say after listening to the last episode, I bet if Matt was here, he would have left yeah. already. Because, <laughs> because Wow. Said, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he takes a little heat for that. But, yeah, that's on me. And I'll take that as the Alex score award of the week. I I put it, I'm putting it to Mr. Crocker just because he sent that text. All right, that's fine. Um, and I'm sure we've mentioned Mike's name now like six times, so... Can't wait to get the text tomorrow when he's like, oh, this means I gotta I get to come on the podcast, right? This yeah. means I get to come he on. He wants to be the producer. He's <laughs> All right. Have a good summer, Mike. Yeah, have a good summer. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that takes us to the Toby Flenderson Award, which is who's taking the shuttle to Scranton, who's our loser of the week. Um, first off, we got Gary Thorne. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's no the loser way. of the week, but also the winner of the Thorne's week. Thorne's riding shotgun with me every time. Yeah. <laughs> Thorne's cool. He's the loser of the week and also the winner of the week. Loser because it, it just sounds like he had a hell of a week watching the Yankees hit home runs against them. The Orioles are like, they've given up like 104 home runs or something, and they're on pace to break the record by about 200 by the end of the season. Gary Thorne in. wearing his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. I get it. Um, he wants to go out and throw a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, Giancarlo is 
third setback in his injury comeback. It's tough. It's obviously not his fault, but it's, you know, every time he thinks he's getting a little bit closer, something happens. Get well soon, G. Uh, Michael Givens, who has been closing for the Orioles, has had a tough week on... He's pitched three games for three and a third innings, um, five hits, six earned runs, two home runs, four walks. Uh, he came in on the for a four-out save on Monday with a two-run lead, gave up a solo home run to Glaber in the eighth, and in the ninth, uh, he ended up giving up uh, the tied and then he had that three-run home run uh, to Gary. And then today, he came in for the hold in the ninth when they made a comeback. It was 5-5. He strikes out the first two, <laughs> and then with two outs in the ninth, he gives him a walk, a single, and two more walks, and then he walks in a run that lost them the game. Basically, basically pulling the plug on Gary Thorne. Yeah. Gary Thorne's up on yeah. life support, <laughs> and Michael Givens is like, uh, I'm in the will, so I'm going to pull the plug. I want that dough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jay Happ pitched twice this week, both against Baltimore, one at home, one away. Um. The first game, he gave up six earned runs on nine hits uh, on three and two-thirds innings, two home runs, and then two earned runs in his second game. Or, or sorry, three earned runs on five hits and five and a third innings pitch, which isn't as bad, but another two home runs. So in two games against the Orioles, he gave up four home runs and nine runs, which isn't great. Uh, Especially the Orioles. Yeah, and on the season now, he's got a 5-1-6 ERA, which isn't ideal. Um, Chad Green, I know you called him out before. Had a tough week. He had a, a good outing, but he also, uh, in six games, he's he's been in this week. Um, oh, sorry, not six games. Three games. Um, three and two-thirds innings. He had gave up six hits, three in runs, and two home runs. Um, he also hit some guy in the head um, yeah. when he was the opener, and it just looked like he was just kind of shook up about it, which... Yeah. I mean, I get, like, you don't want to be hitting guys in the head, but it just yeah, he's been wasn't great for the psyche of already a little shaky. Yeah, and he's been pretty streaky. He's had a good game here, and then a bad game, and then a good game, and then a bad game, um, but pretty inconsistent, especially this week since he came back from uh, the minor leagues. Uh, Clint Frazier, who hit three home runs, but those were his only three hits. Uh, in six games, he went three for 20 with eight Ks, which is great. Uh uh, Maben for over seven games went two for sixteen with six Ks and not one extra base hit. And guys uh, coming back down to earth. Yeah, and then uh, Kenny Gendry Morales five games went three for twenty one. He's batting one twenty five over the week, the three eighty eight OPS. Besides that uh, mammoth blast in the Bronx, he's had a pretty tough week. It's a lot of weak ground balls. Yeah, um, I might give it to Givens just because even though Hap. Giving up four home runs and nine earned runs against the Orioles is terrible, um, especially now that CeCe's down and Paxton's still not up and you know the Yanks don't have a lot to turn to for starters. Um, Givens, just two like high-profile blowing the game <laughs> in one series is tough. Yeah, especially after today. I, th- I think it was the eighth inning. The Yanks were up 6-2, 6-1. Mm-hmm. And then no, five one five one yeah there you go five one and Givens gave up uh, no, I'm sorry the Orioles scored four runs in the eighth and then yeah and then the Givens comes up get, comes into the game and gives the lead four right back walks. So. yeah walks in the winning run after they've just gotten their ass yeah. kicked all um, yeah. the past four days so 
I agree. Tough. I think it's given. And I can't give it to my guy, Gary Thorne. Yeah, I'd like to give it a Thorne because he's had such a bad week, but it was also a good week because he got a lot of play. Yeah, Gary Thorne, tweet at us, come over yeah. and play Drink NHL with us. That would be <laughs> sick. Gary Thorne, come on the pod. <laughs> Just the four of us playing two-on-two NHL. That's a Saturday afternoon. Um, and then our final category, we're going to do Jersey of the Week, which is the winner of the week. Whose jersey would you pick up at? Any store you go to, we won't say Models like we normally do because why are we giving them free advertising? So uh, you're going to a store, you're picking up a jersey this week. Who's going to be? So Guardy played six games, uh, bat 429, a 1.24 OPS. He had a home run and four doubles, which is good to see because he was struggling before that. Um, Glaber, obviously, six games, bat 375 with a 1.36 OPS. Uh, he had four home runs all against the Orioles, a double and three walks. Voigt, uh, seven games this week, which is good for him. Seven games, seven seven days, seven games. Uh, batting 367 with a 1.1 OPS, two home runs and three doubles, which is good because he was also struggling a bit. Chapman, uh, three games, three innings pitched, no runs, no hits, and six Ks. Adovino, three games, two innings pitch, no runs, no hits, and three Ks. Not as good as Chapman, but still pretty uh, lights out there. And, um, oh, and you wanted to call out your guy, the uh, World War II vet. Oh, yeah, that guy rules. Civitiano? Yeah, so um, I'm sure all teams do this, but I watch the Yankees, so I'm going to give the Yankees credit for it. Every seventh inning stretch, the Yanks bring out a a vet. Yeah, there you go, Ken. I'm sorry. A vet and Memorial Day is for vets, right? So sure. perfect timing. Happy Memorial Day. Enjoy your long weekend. And um, I, I, I like, I get a kick out of one seeing the vets. I think everybody gets a kick out of that. But I also like to guess what war they were in. Yeah. Um, tell by their age. You can tell by their age. Like if they're like our parents' age, it's probably Nam. Um, there's not a lot of World War II and Korea vets left. So those guys are always the really cool ones to see. Um, and I was at the game on Saturday, and there was uh, they brought out a, a World War II vet. His name was Joseph Civitiano or whatever. Nice Irish kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was wearing a patent Third Army hat. And I was just like, God, this guy's just so much cooler than me. What a badass. Um, so it's just something that I really uh, that I really get a kick out of, and I, I was super stoked on that. Yeah, Joey. Uh Respect to that. My grandpa served under Pat, and I'm a big fan. Um, big, big Pat fan. Seen the movie a couple times. GP. <laughs> it's tough not to give him the award, yeah. but he kind of laid that yeah, down Yeah, for there. Memorial Day. I mean, yeah, Memorial Day. For and, just be, and just overall every week. Yeah. For some reason, Hoboken had a Memorial Day parade yesterday. On a Wednesday. Also got, also got Lime scooters now, so we're scooting all over town. Jesus, Ken going, with the free ads. Going about, <laughs> going about 16 miles per hour. Somebody sent us a discount yeah. code. Lime representative, come on the pod. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a Glaber still. It's hard not to give it to your guy, Joseph Civitiano, but uh, even though Guardi had an awesome week after struggling, Glaber those four home runs against and just dominating the Orioles. And I think between that and kind of going viral with your guy, Gary Thorne's calls, it was a big week. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 this isn't the guy I'm going to give it to, but there's somebody else I wanted to mention. Um, I mean, Herman has been incredible. One guy that's been super under the radar, just incredible. And I don't even know if it's under the radar. It just seems like it is because, uh, Herman's getting so much play as Tanaka. Yeah. Um, 
He's got he beat Snell two weeks ago. Then on Saturday went toe to toe with Snell. Unfortunately, they wound up losing the game in uh, in extras, and then got hit with a hit with a line drive. Everybody thought he was going to be hurt. Um, maybe they skipped him a day. Pitched today and didn't look great. Um, pitch count was high after like the fourth inning, and then next thing you know, he's in the. The I think he pitched six, and in the fifth and sixth innings combined, he wound up throwing like 13 pitches. So, like, just kind of eight up innings for the Yanks, put him in a good spot to um, to win the game. The bullpen blew it late, but Tanaka's just been nasty. Um, and same with um, another guy I wanted to mention. You, you said at the top of your list was Gardner. What a great week he's had, and I feel like... He's just been been in the mix with every big rally, whether it's starting it or getting on base or kind of like I think uh, the on Monday night when they came back, he got a base hit and then Maben got like a little blue pit that Guardy went to third on and Maben snuck into second on the throw. So it's just kind of like things in the box score that aren't mentioned and Guardy's been great. But I, I think you're right. Glaber has just been been a beast and with everything with Gary Thorne and it's just it's just Gary been, Thorne. <laughs> it all comes back to Gary Thorne but go Glaber Riders in the Thorne uh so bringing up Tanaka uh just to give a little bit of stats to what you're talking about here he pitched two games this week combined 12 innings gave up eight hits but only one earned run one walk and 11 Ks yeah. in two games pitched um so, yeah, Tanaka, shout out. I should have him on the list originally. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, you just that. give him the ball. And, and they mentioned it today, too. It's like he just he just avoids big innings as well. Um, knock on yeah. wood moving forward. Um, he had an inning today. I want to say it was the third or the fourth where it was bases loaded and nobody out. He got the next guy to pop out. And then the next guy hit a ground ball, which scored a run. And then he got the, the next guy out after that, which is – Bases loaded, nobody out. You give up. You only give up one run. You'll you'll take that almost every time. Yeah. So he's just he's just been a stud. Uh, yeah. And but Glaber, it is. So that'll do it for episode three. Um, unless you have any closing thoughts or ideas, Matt. But uh, coming up, we got uh, for your Memorial Day weekend. We got the Yanks at Kansas City. Who Kansas City currently has the third worst record in baseball behind the O's and the Marlins. Um, so Friday, uh, which is tomorrow, when this comes out, it'll be today, uh, 8-15 game. We're going to do the opener for the Yankees, starting with Chad Green. He's, fa- he's facing Jacob Junis, who's a righty with a 5.69 ERA. Saturday, 2-15 game, we got Hap facing off against Danny Duffy, who's a lefty with a 3.45 ERA. And Sunday, uh, again, 2-15, that's Herman versus Jorge Lopez, a.k.a. George Lopez. That's a, <laughs> he's a righty with a 6.04 ERA, tough. Um, and then Monday, uh, the Yanks come home, and it'll be the first game of the set, but that's the last game of your weekend, uh, and that's against the Padres. Um, so they're just sitting two games over 500, sitting behind the Dodgers in the NL West, and that's Monday at 105. Uh, TBD so far for the Yankees, but they're facing Matt Strom, who's a lefty with a 3.06 ERA. Um, so hopefully a pretty easy weekend of baseball coming straight from the O's, and hopefully the Yankees <laughs> can they're wait, one five straight, and hopefully you can make that at least uh, make that eight straight. So yeah, that's the hope. Keep it moving. Keep winning series. That's right. 
Series. Is it series? Series. Series. I think it's series. Baltimoreans. Um, (laughs) Gary Thorne. (laughs) Gary Thorns. Um, All right. So that'll do it for us. We'll catch you next week on Monument Talk. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day. And shout out to Joseph Civitiano. Yeah. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Yeah. We love love on this podcast. Yeah, we do. Ma- and marriage. That's right. <laughs> Wear your wedding rings. Yeah. Gary Thorne, come on the podcast. Uh, all right, have a good weekend. Go Yanks. <laughs> <laughs>